Hi, I'm Anthony Mindel. Welcome to In The Moment, a podcast on acting, art, and life. In this series, I'm talking to AMAW alumni, students, and clients about the challenges of acting and the joys of creating in the 21st century. For more information, go to anthonymindel.com, or you can also find us on iTunes and SoundCloud. I hope you enjoy. Tiny is offering 10% of all elective classes at AMAW Studios, like movement and dance, improv, and on-camera audition class just for podcast listeners. Just use the code in the moment when booking to receive 10% off your elective class. In this week's episode, Tony chats with actor Zach Steiner. He shares his experience transitioning from athlete to actor and talks about what it has been like working on HBO's Euphoria. They also talk about working together on Tony's film, Where We Go From Here. Yes, we do the podcast at home. I play because it's pretty cash. So you can hear the birds outside. It's pretty hot today, so we're having the windows open. So if you hear a truck go by. Anyway, hi, I'm Anthony. Yeah. Welcome to In The Moment Podcast. And my guest today is Zach Steiner. Yeah. Yeah. This is where we push the button. Yeah. I always tell people. I can give myself a little whistle. You can. Oh, oh that's that. pretty good. That. <laughs> so Zach Attack. Yes. I just said Zach has grown. How tall are you? Six oh. three, six four. I think I'm six five now. Six five. Yeah. Did you ever play basketball? Yeah. Yeah, of course. Basketball. Is that an obvious question? Oh, no, but you were a tennis fiend. I played tennis my yes. whole life. I mean, basketball recreationally. Um, Do you know I went to the U.S. Open uh, in August this year? Oh, this past year? Yeah, it was really How fun. Was it? it was really fun. The Open's always a good time, man. I mean, you know, New York in the summer, it's uh, it can get pretty pretty humid and a little miserable from time to time. Yeah, that but is like, true. Well, also, they don't really, like, you're in the sun, though, the whole time, too. Yeah, Even if yeah. they, you know what I mean? You're like, just sitting there, and you're, you're sweating. Getting you're, you got to bring, like, two different changes of clothes yeah. or shirts. Yeah. You're just sweating. Did you ever play there? Yeah. Well, you that's did? where, that's actually where I used to train. Whoa. So, yeah. So, basically, like, when I was, when I was 15. In um, Flushing. In Flushing, no, no, Queens. Yeah. yeah in Flushing, Queens. Queens. Yeah. Um, so, when I was 15, I, uh, I, I did, I, I was part of this uh, USTA player development program where I did online school. Um, and then I would train all day for five hours, do two hours of fitness. And um, that was my life. So you were weird. really good. You were like on your way. I, 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 was, mean, I feel like we talked about this, but we didn't talk yeah. like in, in depth about it. Yeah. So you were like, could have been on well, a was, professional circuit. I was right? trying to go pro. Yeah. And I was oh. training with all these great coaches that would fly up from Florida, yeah. like Chris Everett, Voluntary Academy. Yeah. Um, and the, the USTA player development program in Flushing was run by Tim Mayotte. Patrick McEnroe um so um you know Tim was was the main coach there and I mean him and I still actually keep in touch he was like an incredible guy but um but yeah I feel like I feel like a lot of people know that I play tennis but to what extent yeah, it's like because it's like I'm not gonna like look because everybody plays tennis yeah everybody plays mean? tennis but yeah. it's also like I had a this was my whole life before you know this you know being in the entertainment yeah. world you know yeah. it's like it was it was so it was a whole nother life you know so well you know I have my own weird tennis connections a first of all did you know that there's a really interesting documentary I haven't seen it yet but I know this well known film composer who did the music for that Bulletary how do you say his name again Nick Bulletary Nick Bulletary yeah. there's a documentary about him yeah that I think premiered at Sundance okay have you heard about it you should look I, it up. Yeah, I should. He's quite charismatic and quite the personality. Nick? And he was yeah. Andre Agassi's coach, right? Uh, Agassi's Andre Agassi, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. 
Um, yeah. So anyway, that's just Andrea Agassi. <laughs> that's a good one. I, I like that. I like that. No, Agassi Agassi. Right. Agassi. That's like, I'm gonna start saying that. But I did a show with Patrick McEnroe's wife. Do you oh, know really? Patrick McEnroe's wife, Melissa Erico? I don't. I never met her. Yeah, she's like a big Broadway star. She's mm-hmm. done a lot of music. She sings. She does like cabaret stuff. I think she's done some TV as well, but like she's more known in the New York theater world. Mm-hmm. And I worked with her. Jesus. We performed at the Hollywood Bowl 15 years ago. Less than like 10 years ago. Wow. And, um, but yeah, so anyway, that's my connection to the tennis world but, oh, okay. but then you had to like stop because you mm-hmm. injured your elbow right injured my elbow famous yeah. tennis elbow yeah. whoa <laughs> it's a real thing <laughs> no. it's not just like a joke right I mean that's that's not what it was it was um, oh I it thought was, it was yeah it's, <laughs> it was a bit more severe than that oh shit um, okay yeah basically like I was I was misdiagnosed for tendonitis um, the first time and then something else the second time so I went through like you know nine months physical therapy which made it worse oh. but basically like the core injury was called osteochondritis dissecans. And like Say a lot of... times fast. Uh, no way. OCD, OCD, OCD. <laughs> I got two types of OCD, bro. Okay, but that one. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, but um, yeah, this is uh, basically like a lot of pitchers get it, right? Because it's oh. the like whipping of the elbow forward. Yeah. And I was just big serve, big yeah. forward. Yeah, yeah, you know, That was my game. So yeah. this motion, um, and I was growing so fast, kind of like cut off blood flow to get to the bone. And just like repetitive motion, doing that five hours a day, it's going to cause you know some wear and tear in the muscle, and then um, yeah, the bone basically like cracked, and a lot of cartilage came Ooh. off, and it was just a whole mess. And then at the and end, how old were you then? So I was probably um, like, you know, this was this originally happened when I was like thirteen. Okay. You know, Jesus. Yeah, and then I came back, and then when I came back, I was. You know, I took like a year and a half off, and then I came back, and I started playing again. And that was when I was at the academy, um, when I was like 16, 17. Mm-hmm. And then when I was at the academy, that's when it all, like, it came back. Mm-hmm. And I just couldn't play at the same level. It was just too much. So then at that point, I had to take like another year and a half off. I tried to come back. I went back to public school. I tried to come back and play, but it was just like, it was just too much. Um, so then you were like, well, what am I going to do now? So is that kind of yeah. acting? Yeah. And know, then modeling and acting. Like, yeah. Cause I was, um, I guess, yeah, I was 17 and I was going into my senior year of high school. And then I remember I was, it was the summer and my dad came down. I was like, you know, not doing anything for the summer. And he, he came down, I was watching TV. He kind of got pissed off at me. He was like, you got to do something, What are you man. doing with your like, life, son? He said, what are you doing, huh? He's I can't so, imagine your dad. Saying, he's so like Oh, that, man. Like that. Yeah. Hey, he, he gets... Uh, hot-headed. He gets a little high-headed, man. <laughs> I, I think watching the playback from where we go from here, I, saw, I was like, you know, we, that's Steiner blood, man. Like, oh, that's all okay. a little bit. You know, yeah, and and he and he, we, into that. we talked about that a little uh-huh. bit too after he watched the film. Wow. Um, but he comes down, he got a little pissed, and just basically was saying, you know, you're not going to sit around all summer. Like you got to do something. Well, he's right. Gonna, yeah, he's exactly right. I was yes. like, I'm not going to like, I can't not do anything. Right. Tennis was the only thing I knew how to do, and then when it's taken away from you, it's like, what are you going to do now? Mm-hmm. You know. So. I remember, like, a bunch of my friends um, um, kind of just told me you should try modeling 
why not? So basically, my my dad took some photos of me, and we sent them into all these different oh agencies. My God, I love it. Yeah, and then uh, Ford and Click were two very responsive agencies, and then Click really seemed to like me and take an interest, and I signed with them. I signed with them on my seventeenth birthday, Whoa, actually. Yeah, okay. so I was still sixteen. Jesus, but yeah, so it's a young model. I mean, I guess. Like, I mean, the women. Young, I mean, you know, with men. Like, I guess with men, though, it, I always think that they're older. You know, women start like what thirteen. 14, yeah, they start kind of really insane, young, man. Yeah. Very. It's kind of weird. They like, uh, they like skinny boys, skinny girls. Like, yeah. Were I you mean, like they, super tall and skinny then? Yeah. I was like, I mean, I was like six three, and I was probably you know more lean than I am now. You know, but that was just my physique back then. It's because the clothes like, hang apparently better. Yeah, really they're hanging better. People, right? Yeah, as I got older, I don't know how many uh, buttons from pants I broke from going on castings. <laughs> it's like, sorry, I don't know what to tell you. But you were living, yeah. were you living in upstate New York right then? Mm-hmm. And then... So we were, I mean, in Connecticut. Oh, you're, that's like, right. Why yeah, I always so, think that? Well, my parents are both from Binghamton. That's right. That's why. You know? Okay. But um, you grew up in Connecticut. Okay. Yeah. They so both, then you could come into the city. Yeah. So yeah. after, after okay. like every day after school, I would just take the train oh. to Manhattan. I'd go to and castings, go castings, jobs, whatever. Okay. Um, wow. And then did you go to NYU? Mm-hmm. Where did you go? Or you went no, to... I did a, so I did a semester at University of Tampa, oh. right? And like... Okay. Which is so just random. Like, so random. I mean, that was like the only school I got into. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's okay. It was like, yeah. I mean, I don't, whatever. You know, school wasn't my strong suit. I'm Who not. Cares? Yeah, exactly, right? Well, but, I got always saying, like, a lot of times actors will, you know, they're starting out and they're going to college or they're going to university and they're, they're going for acting. And sometimes I'm like, I don't know. Like, mm-hmm. You know, university, you don't have to go to college anymore. You know what yeah, I mean? Like, yeah. that's fine for some people, and that works for some people, but I don't think that's, A, you don't have to have a degree to get work. You right. know what I mean? And also, sometimes I think, if you are going to go, maybe you study other things besides acting. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Because life is the best school of acting, I think. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Um, so, so you dropped out after, did you stop after a while? Yeah, because yeah. that's basically, like, when I went, uh, when I went to Tampa, that was when, um, I did this, my first job ever um, in the modeling world was for, um, uh, I was the face of the men's fragrance for Bottega Veneta, which is an Italian company. And so basically that came out like when I first started school and then I was coming back to New York for jobs like all the time. All the time. So uh, I remember, (laughs) I remember uh, I like jumped into sports management as a major for some reason I have no well, idea that makes sense it. yeah right I mean, and I was like, like I don't know like well I'm just gonna try it you're out. an athlete but, and like yeah. yeah so my my uh um my sports management professor um I'm not gonna name names because he really was a dick um but does like, he still teach there or anything? I'm sure he does oh, okay, yeah. you know but like he basically I went back the first time for work and he says um he was kind of he's kind of giving me a little attitude for going back, and I said, like, "Can you send me the homework, whatever assignments I need to do?" He gives me a little attitude. I come back, and then I get another job. I have to go back a second time, and he says, and I say the same thing: "Can you email me assignments, homework, whatever?" He said, "If you keep missing my class, I'm going to hire you to mow my lawn instead of manage a sporting event." And I was like, "All right, bro. Okay, well, I'm gonna get going. See you on that." Uh, I go back to New York. Do the job, and I'll come back, and the third time I got another job, I'm like, look, I gotta go back, and this is kind of in front of, like, half the class, and he says, and he got pissed off, he's like, what do you, what do you even do? Like, wh- why are you going back to New York all the time? And I said, well, 
and everyone's listening in the class now. I'm like, what? And I'm kind of like, you know, a little, I'm in 17, like, insecure yeah, of course kid, you're right? So yeah. I'm like, I don't know, like, I, I model, you know, and he just, like, laughs. And he's like, you, you should just quit school and drop out and go model. And then I called my, my mom and dad after. I was like, I think I'm going to drop out, quit school, and just go model. And so oh. that's what I did. I stopped after the semester. But isn't um, it interesting, sorry, that we, like, even though you weren't sure what you want to do, we rem- like we remember when people are, like, douchebag bullies. Oh, like, yeah, that's for like, sure. like, triggering. For and sure. Like, you know, and, and I think maybe, like... It was almost kind of a blessing in disguise because sure. he gave me the little push That's to true. be like, hey, you know what? Like, you go do this thing. So, um, it's true. So maybe if it wasn't for him, well, I'd still it be it's always, it's encoded, right? Like the, the stuff that we get bullied for, we make fun of, or we get embarrassed or feel shame around. Ultimately, mm-hmm. like I was teaching this week talking about like our triggers are our treasures. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? Over time you see like, oh, well that was really fundamentally a part of like my journey. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. It's sad that they have to happen, but then they do. Yeah. You know? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I mean, so you then, learn from everything really. Wow. So then, yeah. So you had a, like a burgeoning modeling career then. Yeah. yeah. So I was, I was fortunate enough to, you know, go you back. You were making and, a living doing and work. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was like, all right, we'll keep it going as long as we can. And obviously like, I felt like I was smart enough at that age to know that this ain't going to last forever yeah. too, you know? So I was trying to find something to do. I mean, I'm very like fitness oriented and active and my mom is a health and wellness teacher. I'm old high school. So I felt like I was probably going to go into like that realm. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I remember I was talking to my pops and he, he said, like, I remember I was looking at like old photos of him when he was like 21, 22, 23. I was like, dad, like you look like an actor. Uh-huh. And he's like, well, I tried to be an actor a little bit, oh, really? you know, when he was younger. Yeah. And he's like, but he's like, I didn't, like, he was, he's an industrial designer. Uh-huh. Like, he was starting his firm. Like, he really didn't have any time to pursue anything other than that, right? So, I just, I, I was like, I'm going to take some classes. And I took class with this one coach in New York, Robert McCaskill. Uh-huh. Um, and he, uh, he kind of, when I was, I was like 18. And then I just started taking class with him. And one thing led to another, and then um, I got with Innovative, and then I feel, I, I just kind of rode the wave, you know? I didn't really have any expectation for it or anything. How old are you again? You're still so young. Are you 24? I'm 24 now, yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Sometimes I feel like you're 30, but, because I've known you for a while now. Yeah, we've like, known, but, yeah. But you, yeah, but you're we so We shot young. where we go from here when I was... Two, two years ago. Holy yeah. fuck balls. Yeah, dude. Well, so, yeah, as far as listeners don't know, so Zach is... I always joke that I'm, I'm Zach's part-time agent. Her, <laughs> I love your Absolutely. agent. No, 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 I love your right. agent. I could never do that. But I always try to help people get jobs. But Zach is in my movie, our movie. And um, and then he just got a job uh, for this really awesome music video. Camila Cabello's video yes. called Liar. Yeah. And he's really funny. And Zach kind of is getting typecast as the douchebag mm-hmm. but we could talk about that because you're so not that in life but yeah. it's also just it's great because you play those oh my God, yeah. characters well it's fun to play things that you know you aren't in real life yeah. you know kind of dive into somebody else like a different mindset um, but also those are the most interesting roles you know what I mean yeah, like, yeah for sure you know and I guess on Euphoria you're kind, I mean it's 
I mean, you're part of a douchebag family. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, we got we got a lot of problems. Yeah. We got yeah. a lot of problems. And now, did you just shoot something else? Like, did, did you just shoot, like, NCIS or something? Are yeah. you a douchebag in that, too? No, no, I'm actually, okay. uh, so... Um, Are you a nice guy? I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Marine in NCIS. Oh, I can see that. Yeah, okay. so I'm the love interest to um, uh, Detective Bishop, who's one of the, the um, detectives on the show. Um, and so I'm a, yeah, I'm a Marine. Um, that's hence the haircut. Uh-huh. Um, but, um, but I am a douchebag in this film called No Running, which we just, uh, it was my first day yesterday. We had a night shoot. Oh, whoa. Okay. Um, oh God. Thanks yeah. for being here. Yeah. Wait, man, I, yeah. that's right. I thought you were in, cause we had talked a couple of weeks about doing this and I thought you were in New York shooting. Well, so I, uh, um, no, no, this was, okay. um, yeah, this was, you just told me you were starting at a certain day, but yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. I didn't know when it was going to be, okay. um, but I was, I'm happy that we were able to kind of, so that's why you thing. were driving back so late last yeah. night. Okay. So yeah. night shoots, night shoots, and you're playing another douchebag. Another douchebag. Oh my God, man. Was, okay. Yeah. He's a bad one. Too. Really? Yeah. He's a bad one. I feel like I'm becoming way more comfortable being a douchebag in front of the camera. And yeah. so it gives me more freedom to kind of let loose and, 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 and do these spontaneous things, uh-huh. you know, like, I mean, spit water at somebody, uh-huh. you know, when that's not in the script, but like, that's how I feel in the moment, you uh-huh. know, Good. um, and having the freedom to do that, I feel is, is, is coming way more, um, from playing these guys and being in front of the camera more. Well, I think like, you know, in our movie, Zach plays, um, well, I think you represent you know, a faction of society that really exists. And that's what the movie is trying to explore, right? Like sort of a white supremacist fascist, right? Mm-hmm. He's very anti-immigration and anti-anything that doesn't look like white, right? right? And also the correlation of gun violence and um, domestic abuse. So that's what we explored. Jesus, yeah, you were so young now that I think about it. You were 22 when we did that. I was that. 21. 21? I was 21, Holy yeah. fuck balls. You did an amazing job. So, Zach, yeah. Zach I remember when we... The audition the, process. Well, no, the audition <laughs> process was fine. I don't really remember that as I, much as I, I remember on set, like, just really pushing you yeah. to get there. And then you got there. But, like, and I get it, because it's like, we don't have a lot of time. Mm-hmm. And also the, the concern actors especially a male actor would have you know the over Olivia and making sure she's okay which mm-hmm. obviously everything was blocked and coordinated and stunt doubled right but mm-hmm. like but also like the mental abuse stuff mm-hmm. and yeah. you know what I mean and yeah. like giving yourself the permission I think I remember like yelling from behind the camera like you guys just get in your voice <laughs> you know what I mean just like class like I just let it rip yeah, and then man. you guys did like I made Olivia like really. I think it broke through when she let go of that scream when you did the grab of her hair. Yeah, remember? And I remember at first that. she didn't scream, and then I was like, "Scream!" Yeah, and I then like I don't know things opened up, and I don't think it was ever comfortable. Yeah, but I think the thing you know, it's interesting. I was um, we could talk about this a little bit. I was reading yesterday in class this interview with Joaquin Phoenix about Joker. I don't know if you've seen it yet. I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and he was saying how. Part of his challenge was, first he talks about motivation and how, like, he's never taken an acting class and, you know, he's just learned as, mm-hmm. you know, he was part of an acting family, right? But he said, you know, he would get caught up in things like, what's my character's motivation? And then he's, like, he's discovered over time, like, that thing that doesn't exist because we as human beings have all kinds of motivations mm-hmm. that run, you know, contrary 
to each other moment to moment. And he's right. like, you know, we're so complex and weird as human beings. Like you can't go trying to track that. So he's like, I just let all that go. And, but then he said he had this idea and I, this is why I want to mention it. Like, so he had this idea about how they wanted to approach Arthur. It was based on this, this guy he saw from like the 1960s, this videotape that looked like this guy was really struggling with mental illness. And he, they kind of used him as the inspiration of how he carried himself and like the way he dressed with these cardigans. Right. Mm. But then he said, so they started filming that and then they took a break and went and filmed the Joker part when he had transformed into Joker. Then they went back and they looked at some of the stuff he was doing as Arthur. And he said, you know, I can see, I'm paraphrasing him, but he talks about how he can see how he was playing the idea of something and trying to control playing this idea of what he thought this guy looked like. And he said he and the director, Todd Phillips, were like, this doesn't work. And I remember talking to you about like not playing the idea of what a domestic abuser, white supremacist looks like. You I know remember what I mean? that. I remember that. Yeah, it was the kitchen scene. It was like that's when right. I first it's came when in. you first came in, yeah. right? Like, yeah. don't show me the idea of drinking the wine. Just drink the wine and yeah. let's see what happens, right? And I think that's the I think that's the challenge. And and what you just said about now that you're getting more experience exploring different roles, like. Yes, it does get easier and always how do we move beyond kind of like the one dimensionality? Right. It's like we in our mind, we have this idea of what a character looks like. And that's great. And that's fine. That's part of the creative process because we have an imagination and you learn the lines and you're, you, you hear how the line should be said. Right. But then you have to you have to work sort of outside of that mm -hmm. and let all the other things, the moment and what you're feeling, and what you're getting off of your partner and what the director is telling you to do. Let all those things also inform right. the creation in the head. Right. You know what I mean? Yep. And it sounds so simple and like, yeah, duh. But then when you get up and do it, it's not easy. Yeah. Yeah. You know? It's not, it's not. I mean, it's, it's <clears throat> just, I mean, I've found that it's just repetition. Like the more and more I do it, and, that's true and, and you just keep trying you it. just keep doing keep it and it's like you don't yeah. find something that works yeah you know? that's right like and I feel like in the arts that's something that like you know people can kind of guide you in that way but you know you gotta find what works for you that's right it's like how did you know again Joaquin Phoenix I'm just using this because yeah, it's all the rage course, right now yeah, right? but like right. he was saying how like for him he just had to find the laugh right so like you know I think the thing is actors think that these things are sometimes conceptual and it's like Okay, well, how does one find the laugh? You find the character by like walking around your apartment and being, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Or ha ha, until you find like what works for you. Right. You know what I mean? Right. And then that's the starting point. I think it's all about trying. Mm -hmm. And I think actors overthink, well, what's it supposed to look like? Well, nobody knows. Let's just try and see. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. And failing, you know? Yeah. Like the stuff that worked for us on set worked. And then the stuff that didn't work didn't work. But that doesn't. Doesn't mean you guys aren't good actors, yeah. or the experience isn't valid just because something doesn't work. Yeah. You know, I didn't have anybody teach me that when I was your age. You know what yeah. I mean? I was so freaked out about having to execute things perfectly. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That I didn't really even understand like the process of something is discovering it. I think a lot of times because like, like I feel like you know before coming and before acting, like I'm very like structured. You know, uh -huh. so I kind of brought that mentality that's into, right, into acting. acting and it's I like saw that, yeah. this needs to be kind of that's right so I'm saying right? yes and, but it's like no man like, but that's also like the control part that's the you control know what I mean? part like, yeah. yeah it yeah. feels safer to like sort of 
like play the concept of what you have structured out. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But that isn't really real. You know what I mean? Right, exactly. It's like, I always joke, like, it's trying to, like, figure out love. Well, because you're in love. Mm -hmm. But you can't figure it out. No, Do you know what I mean? Every time you try to analyze, like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't can't, do it. You can't. It's like, it's a feeling thing. Right. You know what I mean? Yep. Um, Yeah. Well, that's exciting, though. I think, like, that you're discovering... And listen, I think the cool thing, too, about you in the movie is, like, nobody would have known that seeing you in the movie. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think... Like, what'd your parents think? Because Zach's parents came and saw it in New York. And I know it was hard to watch, I'm sure. Yeah, right? yeah. I talked to my dad about it. And like I said before, you know, he said... Um, I'm sure he was proud of you, right? I'm so proud. Yeah. I mean, yeah, uh-huh. he, was, he, was, he was blown away by the performance, you know, because, you know, he's never really seen me act. Whoa. Like, my mom's never really seen me act uh-huh. before, you know? So, like, this is pretty much their first time really seeing me, like, in a scene, uh-huh. like, get to a point. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, like I said before, he's like, because he watched me, you know, he came with me to every tournament in tennis and like, he would see me like, he would see the raw emotion of, you know, For sure. you win a set, like you give a fist pump, yeah. I'm screaming to him. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. I, I, I like, I lose, I lose a few games. I'm cracking a racket. Uh-huh. I'm screaming like that raw emotion yeah. of frustration and anger that like I have. And he said he saw that he correlated the tennis in the work to mm-hmm. uh, acting you know mm-hmm. and he's like I saw that man. Mm-hmm. and and you know like I said before he's like yeah you know the Steiner blood we kind of have like a little mean streak in us from time to time and like he's like you know I, I saw that and it was scary but also very beautiful to watch you do that mm-hmm. you know um, but they were so proud I mean like they uh, and I'm happy that they were able to see the film not just for my acting, but also to see what the story that you told, you know, that's like, I think everyone should go see that movie. Oh, everyone thanks, should. You've been such right? a supporter of it. It's true, it? man. I mean, it really Yeah, true. it's been really powerful, I have to say. You know, it's been like such a journey because same thing, like, you know, people like to define, like, I mean, I didn't have enough time because these were, you know, three separate stories that then I interwoven and like, I would have liked to have more time with your story to explore, like, I don't, I'm, I'm not trying to demonize, you know, a mm-hmm. character. Like, I, these people exist, but these people exist also because of the fear that they have around, like, people, like you said, you know what's crazy, too? Sorry, this is a, a, a tangent, but not really. What's insane watching it, like, I was just watching it in Chicago, you know, it was, it was almost sold out, and right before you throw Olivia onto the table, sorry, spoiler, (sighs) she says, when you say, they can't come here and take our jobs and live off our social security. And then she says, well, which is it? And you're like, what? And she's like, they can't take our jobs and be on social security. It gets a huge laugh. So it's so insane to me, first of all, how, how active people are listening and into it, but also like, that's true. Like the absurdity sometimes of ideas that prejudices people hold on to, you know what I mean? And then you can see them very clearly in the light of day that that, but anyway, sorry, but, but I think it's an interesting point of like the, the weirdness of being human and that this, these guys and women exist. I heard uh, an interview, what made, made me think about what made me write that story character i heard on npr in an interview with this guy this was in in minnesota or something and they were talking about like a lot of indians i think live in in minnesota mm-hmm. 
right, immigrants from India originally, or Pakistan. I'm not sure. I think they were Indians. And this one guy was saying, like, I don't have a problem, you know, with them coming here, but, you know, I want to, and I'm, I'm happy to talk with them, but I want to sit down at a table and have a hot dog and have a Budweiser beer with them, like, not eat their food. Like, so it was interesting. Like, they're wanting to engage, but wanting to engage in America, the right, slice of America right. that they identify with. You know what I mean? Right, yeah. So it made me think, like, it's so strange how they're just as American as we are. Right. Maybe they don't want to have a hot dog and, you know, right. a beer. Yeah. Maybe yeah. they want to have, like, I don't know, baba ganoush. You right. know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> so that's what made me think about the complexity of it all. Right. And, you know, so, sorry, I went off on, like, no. but I think it's really important to think about in terms of acting, like... You- yeah, you're good. And also, like, it was funny because, like, and going back to Joker, um, I was also thinking about uh, where we go from here. And I made a connection because, like, you know, when it's so, first of all, incredible storytelling that they're able to get this message across and make you walk out of the movie theater feeling this way. That's but, right. Like, thinking when, about, right? Thinking yeah, about, yeah. like, hey, like, I watched that movie and I totally see the justification to why he went off yeah and he, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And, 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 and all these people like obviously never ever like it's it's just such a fucked up thought but like it's like i see him getting bogged down bogged down bogged yeah. down and it's almost like yo you it, i see why you're justified yeah i get it, it well know? i think that again it shows sort of like what you were saying or what your dad was saying about oh that's the steiner there's a bit of the steiner blood there it's like it's our potentials yeah right? like yeah. we all have these potentials yeah exactly you know um, but obviously nobody is ever, 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 ever justified to ever. Yeah, no, for sure. I know like you're not that. advocating that. And I'm not, yeah, you no, know no, what I'm no, saying? No, but like, but, but this is, it, it's crazy that a movie is able to like portray that and, and make you walk out of the theater feeling that way. You know? Well, I think it is such a touchstone of what's happening in America, right? Like people feeling like, how do they get out from underneath this sort of, you know, again, like sort of the haves versus the have-nots. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? The one percenteries versus... You know what I just read the other day, which made me really distressed. Like, not that Google... I mean, Google is like, please. I mean, uh, don't... I mean, please. Google's probably listening to me right now. So I, <laughs> yeah. I'm so scared. And they're like the KGB. Hey, Google's I mean, I'm so listening. scared. I'm I shouldn't even say this, but whatever. Right no, but... Um, uh, I just read something that they had been giving a lot of money to anti-climate support organizations, which is really disturbing. Yeah, it is. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, when you think of, like, Silicon Valley, you think of, you know, but why am I so naive? Like, it's it's money, and it's, you know what I mean? It's corporate, and mm-hmm. it's, like, it's it's capitalism, and, like, but I don't know. I read that just before I went to bed last night, and I was like... Holy hell. Yeah. You know, the biggest search engine in the world. Um, you know. But look, at they have their own issues. Like, in Europe, they're being sued because, you know, basically... What's the word for it? Where they're... You know, they basically have taken a monopoly over search engines. So there is... Like, Bing doesn't really exist. Oh, you know what I mean? like Europe, really? Yeah. And they're oh. being sued in Europe because there's no... It's sort of like nobody else has the ability to compete against right. them. It's a monopoly, right? Right, right. Um, but so, yeah, anyway, what were we... I guess it's that. It's like feeling like we're all at some level kind of underneath the thumb of big government or big money or mm-hmm. big oil or... You know what I mean? Yep. 
So, I don't know, it's an interesting time. Mm-hmm. It is. You know? Yeah. But I also think it's it's a fascinating time, Zach, for like, the, um, like a movie like ours, too, is like, I think we're living... I was talking to my therapist the other day because, you know, I find the movie really funny and people really laugh a lot. But then, obviously, because it ends in gun violence, I think the label, we were talking about labels earlier, is that it's defined as something dark or something heavy. And yes, it's intense at the end, but like, they're just love stories, right? It's just a love story, yeah. But I think it's, I think executives or people in the business who greenlight entertainment, although the Joker is like maybe a... Well, it's a franchise, so it doesn't really count, even though it's really dealing with interesting, you know, subject matter. But I think it's we're moving toward this period where movies and TV is going more towards entertainment because there's so much going on in the world that people are inundated with that is causing anxiety and stress. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Whether it's homelessness or the environment and our presidency. You know what I mean? Whether you support him or not, like there's so much stuff going on that I think. It's like during World War II, people would go to the movies to escape. Exactly. Which at one level is important, but at another level... you kind of just like, yeah, I mean, it's... That's what my therapist and I were talking about. She's like, remember in World War II, right. they would make musicals so people could get their minds off of war. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this to me is at war. This is to me of like, you know, the daily living of our lives with issues that feel like these are th- things that are happening nowadays to me feels like those are things that should happen only in the war. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Right. Like, part of the the movie is about banning assault weapons. Like, I think certain assault weapons are banned even in war. So, like, why are we having them on the street? You know what I mean? Yeah. So, I don't know. I find it really... I love talking about this stuff because it's like art is political mm-hmm. and, like, I'm more interested in pieces that are political than... I don't go to Marvel movies. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I mean, I've seen some of them, but mm-hmm. I don't... I don't know. I want to see things that move me, really. For sure. You know what I mean? For or sure. make me think. Right. But I don't think it's necessarily easy for those kind of movies to get made right now. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> and I remember that's what you were talking about, too. Like, after the you finished editing and we're yeah, putting right. it onto the festival circuit, it's like, yeah. Oh, well, even now, like, it's being screened by certain, you know, networks and, like, right. you know... It's really working through this, not people tr- trying to label it as heavy or dark drama, and but it's not. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So I don't know. I, or like you could also argue like again, look at Joker, and like Joker is super dark and it's heavy material. But again, because it's under the umbrella of a franchise, of course nobody would use that argument because it's going to make a shit ton of money. Exactly. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. So. Anyway, these aren't sour grapes or anything. I just find yeah. it really, you know, interesting and like, and also, uh, you know, there's hypocrisy involved. And like, you know what I mean? Like, it's so, it's not, I don't know. Being in the entertainment business is so interesting. Yeah, it is. Because it's not a meritocracy. So the most talented person doesn't get the job. You know what I mean? And I think we have to navigate all these waters we're talking about. Yep. You know, I had a, 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 an actor tell me the other day that he was a little bummed about um, he he came in and read for the role, just like you did, right? Mm-hmm. And a number of people did. And he was saying how on a show that he was on, he's been playing like villainous kind of characters like that. And he felt like, even though he really responded to the script and wanted to do it, his team felt like, oh, maybe he shouldn't be playing 
those roles. Mm -hmm. So he didn't do it. And he texted me the other day and he said, you know, I really regret not being a part of the movie Mm. because, you know, he was really complimentary and he's like, why else am I an artist but to explore, you know, different roles, even if it feels like it's the same role, it's not. Anyway, and I was saying to him, like, I was like, yeah, that's important is that, you know, agents and managers can be great and are advocates for our work and mentors and guide us, but also like a lot of times the decisions they're making are based on monetary decisions you know what I mean and I think the artist has to always hold on to being an artist right. you know and I think he realized that like and also like actors I think what's the worst that can happen if you do a movie and it's terrible and nobody sees it so who yeah. cares it's not going to affect you yeah exactly there's exactly. so much stuff out there you know what I, know. I mean yeah so I think that was a big aha for him and I think it's important to remember for actors that you can't really make mistakes. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. And I mean, you know, especially if it's something that, if it's a script or if it's a character that you respond to, you know, and it's something that you want to tell, you know, it's a story that you want to tell and you want to, like, if, if I'm able to move people and have people, you know, uh, uh, get them thinking, that's like, mm-hmm. I did my job and I'm happy with it, you know? And so, and with a movie like this, like, I'm happy I'm so grateful that like you took me on board and I was able to to do just that. Well, I hope people so, can see it. Yeah, if you haven't haven't seen it. They'll come and see it. Right. Yeah. It's coming out um, in November on digital. Oh, nice. Yes. Great. Um, well, so tell us, like, okay, so you season two of Euphoria is mm-hmm. happening, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and uh, we're gonna start uh, in January. I think I, you know I coach Barbie. Yeah. So, yeah. She yeah. told me that, but she I didn't know it. it's like takes 10 months or so to film it was uh so yeah i mean they we started last because last year it was in october i remember or Uh they started in september or Uh october or whatever and Uh then we didn't finish up until may whoa yeah may beginning june maybe like it was really crazy and obviously uh, me being uh reoccurring you know it's you're not always i'm not always i'm not always there right but like you know um you know, they gave me a, um, a number of episodes that I knew I was going to be in, and then I'm like, well, you know, they they had, I don't know what happened with the process of shooting it, but I was on hold for a while, mm-hmm. too, you know. Um, but, uh, yeah. But you were able to go out for other things, though, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. that's yeah. important, yeah. right? Yeah, I was. But she was telling me, too, like, she was saying, like, one episode took, like, I think it was episode three, I don't remember, that I would have assumed it was the carnival one, but she said, no, that one didn't take that much time. Mm-hmm. But like episode three, I think she said, took like almost an entire month to shoot. I don't know if you were part of that episode. I wasn't part of three, no. But, uh, you know, like how precise it is and how many takes you guys do. Uh, yeah. Like, I mean, and Sam, crazy. I mean, Sam really is just like a, a creative genius, man. Like he just, it's, it's like, it was, it was wild to be working on a set of, of, you know, that caliber because I've never been on a set that big, you know, especially I'm always kind of thinking about the carnival scene when they have 300 extras. I know it's so, and, and they set up the whole, this whole carnival is just for this episode. I know. You know? And it's a, and it's a carnival. I it's know. a huge carnival. I know. And it's like, I'm this... like, Oh my God, I made my movie for a dollar. I love you. <laughs> what I mean, and they yeah. have, like a dollar is like, yeah, nothing. You yeah, know? no, you know what I mean. Like, yeah. it's insane how much 
time and money you guys have. It, yeah, it really is. So, I mean, you know, Sam's process, like, I mean, whether he's a... a well, it's very stylized. It's very stylized. Yeah. You know, it's very stylized. Um, I was just going to ask you something about that. Oh, yeah. yeah, she told me, too, that he that was basically his high school. Like, meaning he... Rue. Yeah. yeah, right? He, he, he had drugs. Yeah. The drug addicts and like yeah, it's amazing. So I didn't yeah, I mean I didn't know that before um, before the at the premiere is when he kind of before they screened the um, the pilot uh-huh. is when he he had this twenty minute speech about you know um, how drugs were pre- they took over his life Whoa. and then he kind of gave himself over to drugs and um, you know I don't know what specific one to when he was like nineteen or something you know very young. And, like, he's, like, I knew that drugs were going to kill me. Whoa. And then um, he found a way out. I think he, he thanks someone. I don't know who, but, you know, he thanks someone when he did the, uh, when he had his speech. And then, um, so, yeah, Rue is basically him, like, wow. throughout high school. And that is. Well, I'm sure he was, like, his dad's a really famous filmmaker. Okay. Wait, what's his last name again? Uh, uh, Levinson. Oh, that's right. Barry Levinson. Oh, okay. Barry Levinson, like. He's like my generation. He did, he did all these movies that in the 80s and 90s are really great movies, mostly like the Baltimore area. Mm. I know you should look some of his stuff up. Oh, I think yeah. he did Diner was one of his most famous movies. Okay. Really character driven and really interesting. So anyway, I guess my point is, is like Sam grew up in He's the Hollywood right. sort of, right. you know. Yeah. Right, right. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see what he has for season two. Um curious to see you know what he does with um rue and and you know jacob's character yeah. and, and barbies and it's it is i mean and it is such a powerful show like he crosses so many lines and yeah, i think it's really great I, i'm happy that you know there's a show out there that actually does that I think yeah more shows need to do that especially so. to me like it's kind of depressing too like showing like oh my god this is what teenagers go through you know right, I mean? yeah, yeah. So, but I love it. Yeah, I don't mean that as a, a bad thing. I'm like, oh god. Yeah, I think it was. Um, uh, so Maddie's, uh, I think it was Maddie's sister, who basically um, said, she, you know, she's like, I love Euphoria, but it made me realize I just don't want kids, you know, or something well, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or maybe it was. I don't know. Actually, I don't want to put that in someone. You know, right, who didn't say it? Who didn't say it? But I feel you. Like someone in that realm. But like. So or or one of you know one of our friend group someone in our friend group uh-huh. said that you know and uh, but it's I mean yeah because it's 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 powerful stuff man like it's very raw very raw but but yeah Barbie's a sweetheart yeah she's really she was talking about the process of that show and you know again like uh, just the style the style that is asked for for her character at least you know mm-hmm. what I mean like yeah. she said it was really interesting and different and but she's also very new to acting you know like this mm-hmm. was her first big thing oh really yeah 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 I didn't know that and also yeah I think she went to performing arts school she told me in New York okay. but like yeah 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 I think this was her first big thing right it's so cool acting can happen I think nowadays I think people have to have heart that it could just there's so many opportunities right you know what I mean like she had the good luck of, you know, her first big thing being on a really big hit show. But, like, right. you know, she might very well have found her way doing, you know, CSIs until she broke through in something else. You know, right. there's a lot of opportunities. Exactly. You know what I mean? Same with uh, Angus. Angus is, uh, he's um, Fezco. 
Yeah, oh, he's right. Drug oh, he's this really is, good. I love that guy. This is his first thing. Oh, like, he's really good. Yeah, I don't even know if he really acted acted before. Yeah. You know, there's yeah. also a lot of movement toward that of like hiring like quote unquote real people. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Or right. people who aren't. But that's also, I think, what's great about what's opened up in the business because people self-tape or people just, they're looking for actors from everywhere nowadays. So listen up, listeners. You can have a career even if you live in Ohio. You know yeah, what I mean? Like, that's right. Um, so Zach, so tell us, okay, so let's just do my speed round really quick because mm-hmm. this is how fast it goes. We're already like... Where are we at? 45 minutes. Wow. So I know it goes by fast. Really? I know, it's crazy. Um... So yeah, so okay, so Zach is in my movie where we go from here. It's coming out on digital November twenty sixth, <laughs> um, and you can watch him on Euphoria. Uh, that's on HBO, and then next year uh, they'll be filming, and then yes, Camila Cabello's. Uh, I mean, I'm sure Lyra has already gotten like ten billion. Hits. She's also on Saturday Night Live this weekend. I heard. Yeah, which is I, heard. I was gonna go. I was hoping to get oh, to go, man. but they didn't need me. Oh, well, so next time. Uh, next time, but she's amazing, and you are—you guys are hysterical in that. Like everybody's so funny in that. It was a lot of fun. It was so much fun. I'm glad you got to do that. Yeah. And then you're on NCIS. When's that airing? That's coming out November. Uh, I want to say like November 11. Playing hot marine boyfriend. Marine boyfriend. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> marine boyfriend, baby. And then you're shooting this movie right now. Shooting this movie. Okay. No running. Um, and. Uh, yeah, doing that, and that's and then um, something else that's in the, in works, the works too. That you know we're waiting to hear back on on dates. Okay, um, you're on your way, Zach. We're rolling. Remember man. the we little sh- people. No, Remember stop. Who come helped? on, Tony. Your first feature, Tony. Film. Come on, man. <laughs> we're gonna be doing this. Oh, no. we're gonna I know be we're gonna work this. together again all the time. So, Zach. Okay, so tell. Uh, well, tell us where we, they can find you. What's um, your socials? Social. Um, Zach Steiner is just at Zach Steiner. Z A K S T E I N E R. That's pretty much for everything. Instagram, Twitter. I don't really use Twitter that much. Twitter you know, I probably should have. So I just do you link yours up to Instagram. Mine's linked up. Oh, no, I you should can do though. that. So then you're kind of like free tweeting without having to tweet. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. That's so are I you know. just is your whole feed just photos yes. though? Why? Well, yeah. Yeah. But right. like, but. I, you know, I usually try to do photos with something inspiring. Right, right, I right, hope. right, right, right. But yeah, it makes it easier. But like the thing is, what I envy with people that are good at Twitter. Oh like, yeah, some people like are really Dylan, great. my roommate, is like he's really good. He's very oh, yeah, good. I him. Yeah, because yeah, he and he's very witty and That's right. has great like one-liners that he just puts up there. Yes, and, um, I envy that because I want that. <laughs> well, you might have to start your Twitter game. I might you know have I mean? to. Yeah. It's like I think a skill. Yeah. I don't. I think it's too much for me. I can't. Okay, so let's do the speed round. Let's do it. What's, what's, what's speed round? Well, I just asked the end of... Obviously, uh, I listen to my podcast. Okay. If you don't know... No, people don't remember. Um, I'm just going to ask you questions, and you just, off the cuff, respond. Okay. What's something you can't do without? Um, coffee. Okay, oh, coffee. Yeah. Yes. Okay. You didn't buzzer. even have any coffee. I, I just offered it to I, you. I know, but... He has a 16-fluid ounce hey, Red Bull. Do you know I have a... a coffee cup tattoo on my foot oh you do yeah no, let me see that's hilarious yeah okay i see it that's cup hilarious cup okay. stick and poke right there <laughs> um what's your favorite movie of all time um on the waterfront oh whoa i love on the waterfront yeah yeah you know the, the whole glove scene was an accident you know when he's walking with Ava Marie Saint and it's mm-hmm. a walking and talking shot mm-hmm. and he grabs the glove her she's wearing gloves she's mm-hmm. taking them off and he grabs one mm-hmm. Um, 
out of her hand and then he starts to try to put it on oh, his hand. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. None yeah. of it's rehearsed, none of it's planned. It's yeah. just all in the moment. It's so like, good, yeah, it's man. really great. Well, how would you describe acting in one word? Um, interesting. Okay. It is interesting. It is interesting, right? Yes. Um, <laughs> I don't have a good... My muscle with, with quick, you know, answers and stuff. Okay, um, you, you, another Red Bull. Um, I need another Red Bull. Um, can't change your answer. No, you can't. Okay. okay no, you can, you can. You can. You're thinking deeply. Um, no, no, no. We'll, we'll, keep, we'll keep interesting. That's fine. I'm yes. Oh, who's your Hollywood, like, what's a crush? Could be guy or girl. Oh, Margot Robbie. Oh, of course. Of course. She's pretty badass. She's super sexy, but she's also, like, takes big risks. Look. Yeah, she does. Yeah. Unlikable characters. Yeah. Unlikable. Yep. And you know she, what I mean? She glows, too. We saw her at uh, Mama Shelter one time, and she just... Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, my God. We were just, like, our breaths taken away. She you were just standing yeah. there agog. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, and then, how would you describe love? Don't beautiful. say interesting. Beautiful. It's beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> It is interesting, though. It is yeah. interesting, but it is—it's beautiful. It is beautiful. It love is beautiful. beautiful. I always like to end with "I say love is just this moment right now." It's true. Yeah. Zach, thanks for coming. Thanks, Finally, man. Did it. Yeah. Yeah. All right, check out Zach Steiner and all of his glory. You can find him in all those projects you just mentioned. Right. See you soon, kids. Mm-hmm.